Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Wise Content Creates Wealth. You have heard that content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. This, con- this podcast is about understanding how you can make and utilize wise content to improve your financial success and your company's bottom line. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, and I'm a marketing technology expert who has built a multi-million dollar business, and I'm also an award-winning content producer of my own. My company is Galileo Tech Media, a leader in providing wise content and smart SEO. Our wise content is content that incorporates semantic science, behavioral science, AI, and data to make content that converts better and gets better rankings. Since 2014, we have provided a suite of global clients, smart SEO and wise content services, ensuring maximum visibility in organic search and effectiveness in marketing conversions. Um, so you can go to our site and read more about us at galileotechmedia.com and sign up for our informative newsletter, um, where you will find not only about this podcast, uh, but that we also run monthly webinars. We ask leaders and scientists and psychologists and others to expound in depth about subject, subjects related to wise content and smart SEO. And, and you, can, you can sign up to our newsletter, like I mentioned, and you can get notified of these webinars and get access to all our previous webinars. Our agenda today is growing your audience with AI and WordLift. As, as the digital world expands, and technology grows increasingly advanced, there's no denying that artificial intelligence is going to, and and actually has already started to, change the game of content marketing. There are some examples, I think I come up with five here that I, I, I wanted to highlight of where it's rapidly growing in importance. One, you know, is chatbots, 24 seven interaction with users. You see it all the time, chatbots on websites, providing detailed information to consumers who want answers immediately. Um, but however, chatbots are no longer used just, no longer just on websites, they're everywhere. They're in Facebook Messenger. They're in, you know, um, you know it's, it's SMS in a sense is a chat box. Uh, and, these app, and these apps, are now have the capability to mimic real life conversations with consumers so they don't have to fill out a generic form. Consumers really like that. They like that uh, quick and immediate answers to their questions. And, and also, and what's happening with their purchases throughout their journey in buying from a, a, from a, from a, a company. Uh, and they feel like they're having a normal conversation. And that is a new form of content marketing is these conversations and you can control those a lot with AI as well as predetermined uh, paths that you want people to take. Another uh, area where AI is becoming important is custom feed algorithms. You know, with the advancement of technology, marketers can track and analyze what users are interested in. This then allows content strategists Uh, to generate news, articles, blogs, and other forms of content that users are likely to interact and engage with. with. Um, So um, social media is an example, and and it's created a a presence in the digital world, and they analyze the data of what people like and don't like, 
and they generate the social media posts. That's an, that's an AI algorithm. Uh, and you're seeing that all the time, but you know, you also, are, there's also new applications out there that we'll be talking about in the future that will generate feeds for, uh, say you have a, a website need and you want to automate what people might be seeing. You can do some of that with AI based upon the pa behavioral patterns. Um, Another area where AI is becoming important is predictive analytics uh, and content marketing. Predictive analytics help marketers observe consumers' behaviors and create profiles based upon those actions. With AI, marketers can review predictive analytics and generate relevant content based upon the data. This is huge for digital marketing because strategists then can provide personalized, valuable content to individuals on each stage of their customer journey. I mean, it started with the simple things like just being able to, you know, give them geo-specific geo information. If they're in New York, they get information about New York. Uh, but now, you know, if they're in New York and they're a mom and, you know, they're, they're about to have a baby, uh, you can give them more specific information. And AI has helped and predictive analytics has helped, you know, understand who the consumer is. And then AI has helped generate the correct content that they're seeing. Um, you know, and another way, another area where AI is becoming big is in content strategy, research, and development. Um, so you're consistently researching and generating engaging, relevant, and insightful content is actually difficult and time-consuming. One of the reasons people have reached out to Galileo in the past is we, we can do that on scale for them. Um, but it's it's it is a it is a time-consuming task. So. Uh, and, and while re doing that research, it, it can be beneficial because you can understand what consumers want. You just don't have the time necessarily to write all that. So AI helps content marketers create content that is relative to their target audience at each, at each uh, buying stage of the marketing funnel. Uh, and they can, they can therefore use, uh, they can focus more of their time on writing the context than really than, rather than spending the writing in the context, rather than spending time researching and analyzing. Um, finally, uh, quick content generation. So now there's actually uh, apps out there that helps that uses AI to generate content for you for your blog post, um, uh, for articles on your site. It can do content research, analyzing Google Trends and analytics, and bring information to you. It can make suggestions and recommendations upon analyzing your analytics. And it can also recommend SEO strategies uh, for your content and creating more valuable and relevant content. Uh, so technology has never stopped advancing and the digital world will only continue to grow. And because it's such a huge competition and such a time suck and the internet is such a gaping maw which you throw content into, AI is just gonna become more and more critical. Now, a guy I have here today, Matteo Cassisi. You know, you have to tell me how you pronounce your last name. I'm, I'm sure I just misspelled that, mis, mis, misspoke that, but is somebody that knows a lot about this world. He is a marketer, coach, and entrepreneur who provides training and coaching to individuals, established companies, and startups. His experience spans managing digital marketing for multinational companies like Warner Brothers, teaching at universities, uh, like Link Campus and consulting for digital unicorns, Netflix. He's uh, collected some of the most insightful stories from all these experiences and creates case studies. 
uh, and, and consulting that makes benefit all that. Um, he's, he's, today, he's here today representing himself and his client, I believe, WordLift, and to tell us a little about AI in, in content marketing. How are you doing, Matteo? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for the introduction. I can think. I, I think that today we can we can cover a little uh, some of those points that you just uh, just highlighted in terms of creating content and uh, um, content strategies through through AI. And I hope we can make it very practical for the audience. Cool. Well, you know, before we get into WordLift, tell me a little bit about your journey to getting here, where you're such an expert and and have such a vast experience. Well, um, I really started working with uh, with the web. I had the lucky um, accident of uh, having the ability uh, to create a web page when the web was one year old uh, and I was 14 years old. And so my journey started really uh, just creating websites by hand uh, through HTML. And then I sort of, over the years, I uh, graduated from the technical to the, uh, to the marketing. And I, I had this hunch, um, career-wise, that I wanted to work for entertainment. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Uh, but anyway, I, I found myself for working in the entertainment sector for, uh, for cinema for uh, over seven years. Uh, and that has been very formative for for many aspects, especially learning how to market stories through stories has been very fascinated for me. And uh, since uh, 10 years ago, uh, I went freelance and now I offer my my coaching and my consulting services to all sorts of companies. And I have been so privileged to have uh, some incredible clients um, in uh, in my roster uh, in the last uh, last few years, and I'm extremely uh, honored to be representing WordLift today. Now, you uh, it was interesting. You were with Warner Brothers for a while, working with a lot of movies, right? Yeah. Yes. So with Warner Brothers, um, the way I got in the door because I, I was this guy that knew about marketing and uh, a guy that knew about technology, but the way I got into into the door. Uh, was through uh, the, the only position that was open at the time. I was a production assistant. And so I got myself a, a pile of screenplays to read. That was my job for a couple of years. And, uh, and through that job, I had to learn everything about storytelling and how, um, how um, a three-act structure works and w- how a movie is can be effective or non-effective, how to what are the analytics around sort of uh, arts and crafts? So it, it was a fantastic thing. Unfortunately, then I, I went on to continue in, uh, in digital marketing there as well. But this encounter with, uh, with culture, with art, with creating these cultural products uh, has really um, been foundational for me. Wow. You know, it's funny when you say a pile of things. And my, my first job was with IBM. And I was a I was a communications products uh, programmer, and I was working on the internet uh, related stuff. And they would give me uh, not piles of scripts; I would get piles of, of what we call dumps, which were the internals of computers. And I had to figure out what went wrong. And you know, the thing was, is I discovered in all this basically it was all hexadecimal numbers. I discovered I could find stories of what people have been doing, right, <laughs> and find out in that journey where they the the, the computers. 
disrupted the story. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll we'll finish your journey and then we'll start talking a little bit about WordLoop. How's that sound? That's great. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast. And today we're talking about a growing your audience with AI and word lift. Uh, and uh, talking with Mario Cassis uh, here. Uh, how do you say your last name? I, let me just get that straight right It's now. a little bit like Scorsese. So okay. it's Cassese. Cassese. Okay. Yeah, it's very open. It's very Italian, right? Sorry, I got that wrong from the Italian. beginning. I, I missed that. I missed. I'm still new at this game. <laughs> so we were talking about your journey. You were at uh, you were at uh, uh, Warner Brothers, and then you went into the digital marketing world. Where did you really start um, start thinking about uh, technology and AI and content? Well, I have to say, I always loved the idea of publishing my own content on my own platform. I founded a blog in 2001, which was in Italy, it was slightly too soon. Uh, and, um, and unfortunately, this, this went on uh, only just until 2003, 2004. But then I, I, I started again, and I con I've continued basically blogging since the 2000s. And, um, and I've always had this, uh, this attention to the idea of having content on your own platform, not just on other people's platform. And then um, four years ago, I, uh, I started following uh, WordLift's uh, progress um, as they were transitioning from a purely research uh, phase. Uh, and they started uh, applying their technology uh, to content that was present on the web. And um, the first time I saw WordLift in action, the uh, first thing, I didn't understand it. And the second thing, I misinterpreted it as a tool for writers. So um, I thought it was a sort of Grammarly mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning. So I thought it was uh, something that could help me uh, write better. And actually, it is something like that. It, it's something that can help you write better articles and be more relevant but the incredible uh, advantage is uh, the one that comes on the other side, and that is the SEO lift that you can get uh, through through the system. So, um, so you you've been using it now. You say for four years. I've been using it on my properties for uh, for three years in production, uh, also as a paying customer. So before collaborating with them, so that's uh, uh, that's that's my endorsement as a as a customer. <laughs> And um, and I guess your site. You say you are you're you're a coach with a lot of companies, right? Yeah, startups. And what does that mean? Well, uh, that means most of the time uh, I'm intervening both with some content, so with some training, mm -hmm. and uh, at the same time I'm also helping solving practical problems and you know getting them maybe out of the rut or solving really an issue for for the company. And I have to do a lot of content marketing in order to get customers because half of my customers, I would say, will come through my network, but the other half, I have to uh, go on the internet and find them. 
So well, you know, I, that's, I, 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 that's exactly my experience as well, too, is that it's important to build your network. You know, this year has been a uh, it's been a tough year in terms of building that network, but we've learning how to do that online much better. This podcast actually is driven by a desire to expand my network of people who know me. So and, and content like is incredibly important at doing that, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. The, the the moment that you're providing value for a community, uh, this is this is the moment that you're going to aggregate people around you, and they're going to be eager to learn from you and to to hear from you. What is your single? Uh, what would you say is your most important piece of advice is for somebody wanting to use content marketing to build their network? The single the single most piece is to um, is to have a process and follow every step. Um, so uh, what I what I see a lot of times is that uh, when people are at least are starting off, they are thinking that the rules don't apply to them and they can cut corners uh, and they are just going to write incredible content and everybody's going to flock to that content. Instead, 20 years on creating content for the web, every time I have to go back to the manual, I have to go back to the methodologies and make sure that I follow every single little step that's in the book. And only then I can aspire to have some results. I see. Cool. You know, one of the things I do, I don't know if you, you do this too, is I use um, tools like Zapier and I, ITTTF, right? Or if IFTTT um, to uh, set, you know, because I forget to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> and so I have it do, the, the, I try to automate as much as possible. Like if I create a blog post, you know, it's going to it's going to be posted to several different social networks. It's going to be put into a group. It's going to be copied to you know uh, to another uh, syndicated blog network. You know, or if I create a podcast, it's going to be streamed to multiple things. Is that things that you do? Yeah. Yeah, I I love these because if you have different tools, uh, the tool will guide your thinking. Mm-hmm. And so in order to respond to the, the, the needs of the tool, you'll actually do your job better. And I think this is why it's so important in the tools we use, what is the default that we're presented with? Mm-hmm. So, so to, to, just to make an example, we all know, every time you open PowerPoint, you have this white background and then there's title and subtitle. And voila, most presentations, first slide is title and subtitle. It's just a decision... <laughs> you know, based on the default, if the default were better, you know, people will have dates and I don't know who's speaking, for instance, to the right. first time. So opening up the right template is, uh, uh, can PowerPoint do that? Can it open up a different template than the basic? Yeah, I can. Yeah, right? you can, you, but you have, to, you have to set it up. Uh, yeah. You have to individually right. set it up. Yeah. All right. So let's get, let's get uh, to where we, we were going to talk about today. Tell me what is WordLip? What does it do? Okay, so let's take a little step back. So whenever you're writing content, you are, um, for instance, writing some keywords. Maybe your keyword is content marketing, right? And so when you publish this on your, uh, on your blog, search engines will, will go on that page and will try to understand what you're talking about. Because on the other side, users, when users go on search engine and they type in a keyword like content marketing, they don't want the search engine just to look for that keyword on pages, but they want to look for the meaning behind that keyword. So mm-hmm. uh, am I interested in the information and the definition and a course, et cetera, et cetera. 
So well, that, that intent, I mean, that's important right now because that intent, understanding, understanding that intent is what rank brain is about, which is uh, Google's AI algorithm to figure out what people are searching. You know, and it's like the third uh, most important signal. Yeah. Exactly. And how does Google do that? It created its own, um, uh, it's created its own knowledge graph. Okay. Okay. And so what WordLift does is look inside the content of your site, try to understand the meaning, help you disambiguate the meaning. Because for instance, if I'm talking about football on my blog, I might be referring to American football. I might be referring to soccer. I might be referring to Australian football. And WordLift gives me the opportunity to really link football to American football that I'm talking about and give this information to Google. So when when Google goes on your page, it doesn't need to use their own translator to translate your page into their knowledge graph. They have your own knowledge graph to already grasp exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. This is the basic functionality. Wow. And so... um... How it, it, I, I think I understand that it delivers this mostly through WordPress sites, right? So it's we a plugin. started. Yeah, we started there. Yeah, and so people install that into um, into WordPress. For, you know, and I think you have a JavaScript to do it in some other places, right? Um, but they install it, and then it really comes up while you're editing a blog post or an article, correct? Correct. So you, you, can, uh, you can install it on any type of site. We support uh, any type of site, but the first one we supported was WordPress. So mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the largest integration that we have to date. So you're writing, and uh, when you're writing about uh, Washington, you will have a, a pane uh, appearing uh, to, uh, to the right uh, in, your, um, in your editing interface in WordPress. And you will have the opportunity to say, well, this is Washington, the state, Washington, uh, the president, or Washington, the District of Columbia, and uh, and you know just you just need to uh, to type which one, uh, just to click on which one is the is the correct one, uh, and this I'm making these examples about things that you need to disambiguate, but it doesn't work just for that. You can you can use it just to highlight what are the main topics of your um, of your blog post. So. We're talking about content marketing, so you want to tag content marketing there. And you can create your own, um, we call it a vocabulary, but you can create your own uh, knowledge graph this way. Now, doesn't it also make suggestions too? Doesn't it suggest content? Doesn't it suggest ideas, things like that? Yeah. So basically, the, the first step is recognizing what you're talking about. And to recognize what you're talking about, we have an AI that reads your text and spits out suggestions. Once you confirm the suggestions, you will have the opportunity to have links added automatically to your page, but also have images suggested for, uh, for your post and other contents to, uh, uh, to link. Another feature as well is also having a, a related content or related products widget added to your pages that uses the intelligence that you create by tagging your content through WordLift to provide meaningful suggestions for your users. Cool. Who do you think uses this the most right now? 
content marketers uh, they they uh, they use it they they use it the most. Um, there's a lot of a lot of websites still that have a purely um, advertising based or page view based business model, and uh, we've seen that with those uh, type of customers. Um, even getting a 5% lift or a 10% lift in a month, it's a huge in the bottom line. And so uh, this, this, these are the customers that, that really get the most, uh, the most benefit. So in the, um, in the internet business model. And then we have a lot of customers in tourism, for instance, where you really need to highlight uh, and bring traffic to the smaller attraction and everywhere in your territory, for instance. Cool. Well, when we come back, I want to dig deeper into how, how uh, the concepts behind uh, WordLift and, and what it's doing um, and some of the other features. I think it's kind of a cool app platform. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy. I'm back with the Why Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Matthew Cassisi. Cassisi. Um, and we're talking about AI and uh, growing your audience with WordLift, uh, a, a great AI-based content application. Um, you know, I was looking at your, your, your services. I think you've recently introduced... Um, WordLift for uh, shopping carts for product, uh, you know, WooCommerce, which is a shopping cart for WordPress. Um, and, and it helps really evidently work with your getting your products better search results and showing up in Google pro product uh, feed. Can you tell me about that? You know, I, the reason I ask, let me tell you, the reason I ask is I've actually, I've been in this business for a long time. You know, I never set up my own e-commerce site. <laughs> and recently, you know, because I have a motel in the mountains of North Carolina, I started doing some SEO and I bought a site that was related to, you know, to them. It's called smokiesadventure.com. And we introduced um, e-commerce on there just as a lark to start selling some books and maps and things that were selling. You know, who knew? Um, so now I'm, uh, I'm now I'm an e-commerce proprietor. And so I'm interested in things that can make products sell better. So tell me about this. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're really excited to introduce e-commerce SEO by WordLift uh, because there's so much advantage you can get as, as an e-commerce from, um, from the, the markup that uh, the WordLift creates. So there are requirements by Google specifically on how to get featured in the Google product listings. And the moment you install uh, um, e-commerce SEO by WordLift directly from the uh, WooCommerce uh, marketplace, you are already fulfilling all the requirements from Google. So you don't need to do anything actually. And so you already have an access way to Google products. Then there's another two advantages that you get. So the first one is that in the same way that you can tag your concepts your places, locations and people, uh, on your uh, on your content, you can also tag your products, but you don't only add a link to your products from your blog, which is already smart, right? You're blogging about you know the best best tour guides for uh, for a certain area, and then you link to to buy that guide. But you also add the schema markup for Google, 
so that Google knows that that page is referencing exactly that product. And finally, you get the same content recommendation uh, that you would get for content, but for products. So you get a, a product recommendation engine based on the AI. So it, it's, a, it's a really neat, um, uh, neat addition, I think, to, uh, to every, um, for now we're supporting uh, WooCommerce, or we're going to extend it to, to other platforms in the future. And anyway, we have a VIP program where whatever platform you're using, we can integrate the services for you. It looks exciting to me. So I, I'm, I'm going to go roll up my sleeves and experiment with it. Um, so, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the concepts behind what you, what you guys are doing. You know, I went and looked at your blog and boy, you guys are really technical. You really put some real smarts into your blog posts. Uh, it's not intended for the average audience, <laughs> but uh, there's other ones that were more uh, more business level. But a lot of those posts are also pretty technical and and, and strategic. I, I really appreciate it. So, um, how do you connect content with concepts? Well, what uh, uh, what we do uh, is that we really start from from asking the machine uh, about what are the what are the contents that we and the concepts that we need to talk about? So actually, we've started to uh, create our content in a in such a smarter way, thanks to what the uh, AI has been telling of about our, the content that we already created. Because whenever you you just submit a text to the AI, it will sort of uh, give you back a, a picture of how it sees it. So so now we're also using the AI to start the generation process and this this is really this is really exciting cool um you know you talk uh, a lot I, I i saw a lot uh, on there about linked data um can you explain that concept uh and what it means and how is that better than structured data yes i love those those types of questions because <laughs> i struggle with these concepts myself but let's see if i understood it correctly so schema markup is the language of the knowledge graph from Google. Uh, and it's a, it's a public standard. Every software can create schema markup. And you can create schema markup by hand if you want, if you fancy. So it's not anything that is proprietary or that only WordLift can do. However, there is a classification in terms of quality of uh, structured data. Mm -hmm. And this classification comes from Sir Tim Berners-Lee himself, the creator of the web. Mm -hmm. And through this classification, we know that um, proprietary data is less open than open data. And then open data is trumped by structured data because that adds this uh, element of being understandable. But at the top level of all these, there is linked data. And imagine that structured data is like you know having a smartphone so it's very detailed but unfortunately the smartphone is an airplane mode if you switch airplane mode off that smartphone is still very powerful but it has the web uh to uh to boost it even more and so linked data is structured data that is also interconnected to other structured data on the web so that these links reinforce the information. So I'm not just talking about American football. I'm talking about the data point 
from the uh, National Football League uh, that is explaining the tournament. Okay, and so in this way, and you can do this uh, automatically only, well, you can do it automatically with WordLift in, in a very, very simple way. And I don't know of any other um, a competitor on the market that has the feature of adding automatic linked data. Mm-hmm. That's um, that. So there's a, there's a, you know, I've used, oh, we use structured data quite a bit. And so we, you know, things like same as, um, you know, is a, is a pretty important one, I think. Right. And that is, is that when you say same as you say in this entity, you know, Cougar, you know, is the same as, as the Ford Cougar in Wikipedia. Is that, is that what you consider linked data? Exactly. Yeah. And you, you can link to URLs, you can link to URIs, you can link to uh, data points in the Linked Open Data Cloud. Uh, and uh, all of this can be done by hand, for mm-hmm. sure, or can be sort of simplified by, by using a tool. Now, do you... Um... Do you, do you get machine IDs? Do you uh, work with machine IDs at all? You know, Google assigns, uh, you know, like uh, they, they assign a business, a machine ID for their Google My Business profile. Do you, is that, is that determined by Word, uh, uh, WordLift or is that something that we might have to do still individually to put into, um, you know, the schema? I think there is, um, in this sense, there is there is one thing that uh, that WordLift does really well in terms of uh, trying to comply with uh, with Google's indications, but that's not uh, uh, the machine ID, uh, because that is something that you have to negotiate with Google with their own interface. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I didn't mention that we've been focusing a lot on is actually product numbers and product identifiers, mm-hmm. because that is. A very very big struggle for uh, for Google to understand what is the exact product that you're talking about in a blog post or the exact product that you are presenting in your e-commerce. And so we've added to the uh, e-commerce SEO part the ability to add uh, if it's a book, obviously an ISBN, um, a part number, an MPN, or a GTIN or a e- EA. So all of these standard uh, identifiers for for products are now included and you can declare this in such a way that then Google will understand what is the exact product that you're talking about and drive uh, drive really interesting traffic uh, to you. And I think if we if you ever looked for a spare part for your um, vacuum cleaner or for your car or anything specific on Google, you realize how still how limited the the product search is, and uh, and this step is really important to to improve the product search. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I read that WordLift pus- publishes your content as linked open data. What does that mean? So we we already talked about the linked data. So right. schema org. It's very well structured. I'm telling you, this is really American football. Mm-hmm. Linked data is, I'm telling you that it is American football and I'm linking to the uh, proprietary site from the NFL. And then open data is that I'm connecting it to open data sources like DBpedia and, and then the like. And so I'm making this content this structured content 
uh, available also through a free license so that anybody can can use it if I if I like to. And so this this is the open data um, uh, element. And this is the same database that Google uses for their knowledge graph. So basically, you're really talking the language of Google to tell Google, hey, this is really American football. Cool. All right. So when we come back, we will finish up with some other words about WordLift and, and what, 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 what's coming in the future. Uh, look forward to it. Hey, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Wise Content Creates Wealth podcast and my guest, Matteo Cassisi. And we're talking about growing your audience with AI and WordLift. So um, quick question, you know, WordLift goes and analyzes your content and then understands the entity and things like that. How does it go through and understand your content? Oh well, that that's that's the work of a of a huge research project uh, that has been going on for for quite a few uh, quite a few years. Um, we have our um, analysis server, and this analysis server will get the information from your website, whatever a CMS you're using, uh, and it will uh, analyze it with uh, a natural language processing, uh, and then come out with with a series of guesses. Now, these guesses can be matched through uh, your existing uh, matches. So let's say that you're always talking about SEO and content management. If WordLift finds these on, uh, on the page, we'll automatically uh, put those up top. But it also is going to propose a lot of other entities that maybe you hadn't realized that you were talking about other concepts, other places, other locations, uh, other opportunities uh, for you to better tag your content. So then it brings those up and then you can, you, you, you sort of train it too then, right? You're also training the algorithm to bring up better and better results to your, uh, to your content, correct? Yeah, yeah you're, you're curating your own little cloud of, of ideas and places and people and concepts. Hmm. Uh, and that's going to have, always have priority. And, uh, and for instance, when, whenever you are uh, curating really well one of those concepts, uh, Google will sort of, if you, if you write a new article on that concept, it will sort of give it a higher ranking automatically because you already are ranking for all these articles on that concept. And it's, this reinforces this, this principle as well. Now, is it more than just uh, entities, but also semantics too? You know, synonyms, things like that it finds in traditional con related content? Yeah. So when, when I started uh, helping um, WordLift with their marketing, we were just talking only semantics. Everything was semantic, semantic, semantic. Uh -huh. But, um, but I, I sort of banned this, uh, um, uh, this word. All of the technology that we're talking about is based on semantics. And, and the simple explanation is uh, there is a map of meaning inside every declaration uh, of WordLift, every uh, schema.org, markup, et cetera, et cetera. And so there is, uh, there is always this structure of triplets and uh, um, um, subjects and predicates and, and so on. 
Um, yeah, tri explain triplets. I think that's a good concept. Yeah, that people should know about. Right. Yeah. So so basically, you can um, you can define um, things in in a very structured way through triplets. And for instance, you can say that Matteo is a coach, but you can write it as Matteo is a coach, or you can encode it in a triplet where there is a subject Matteo, there is a verb that is, and a coach that is the the object. And, um, and everything that is part of, of good markup is stored in, in this way. So this is why it's much better to, to reinforce what you're saying with natural language, also through structured data. Cool. So um, WordLift automates a number of things, but is it just about automation? Well, I think automation plays, plays a really important role also in our, uh, in our roadmap. Uh, because, you know, going forward, uh, we want to empower users to find new keywords. We want to empower users to get uh, content suggestions. We want to empower users to get maybe title suggestions for their content. We want to empower users to get automatic meta descriptions and um, automatic summaries uh, and uh, all of that. But mostly... Uh, WordLift is a, a, a bunch of, of technical, smart technical people that are trying to figure out what is it that will create the best dialogue between the humanistic aspect of writing and creating content and the technical aspect of publishing and being successful on, on Google. That's fabulous. So uh, how do people find out more about WordLift and, your, and yourself? Sure. Um, I think the best way is to go on wordlift.io. So word like word on a page and lift like the elevator that you can find in a lobby and .io because, yeah, that's the most digital of, uh, of domains. The single best hack that I can tell you is to just go on the website and just book a demo. Don't do anything else. Don't read anything. Don't just book a demo because in 30 minutes, we can walk you through the product. Our SEO experts are incredibly entertaining as well while they're doing this. And so you can have a hands-on experience. You can get all your questions uh, answered. It's not, it's not that easy, the word lift, but the, the, the advantage, the potential lift that you can get once you put in the word it's incredible. So, so the best way is to get a, a, a very competent guide by just going on the homepage, wordlift.io and booking a demo. And how about you? You got some sites of your own, right? That, that people can find out more about you? Absolutely. You can find me uh, around the web. Uh, you just, uh, just Googling Matteo Cassese, but you can also find me on my company website that has a very long Italian name, but fortunately I have a, a shortened domain to, um, uh, to, to make it easier for people is a fabrica.la that is spelled F-A-B-B-R-I-C-A dot L-A. So it stands for La Fabrica, which is the, the factory uh, in Italian. But I, uh, I found the, the dot L-A um, for Los Angeles <laughs> domains. <laughs> or but I'm not in L-A, I'm in Berlin, so... <laughs> Cool. All right. Great. Um, well, thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure having you here. Uh, and I, you know, I'm actually, I am going to actually um, 
you uh, take that demo and I think that I'm gonna look at doing, especially the WooCommerce, that looks totally fascinating and exactly what I need. Um, so uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of your first customers, hopefully. Or, I, well, you probably already have customers, but uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna become one. Um, we want to tell all about all about the story about you becoming a customer. So it's gonna be an important first for us to 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 oh, tell the, the, way, the whole I, story uh, online. I'm I'm starting I'm gonna start a YouTube adjunct to this where I'm actually gonna do demos, you know, of uh, of products. You know, some more of a demos on YouTube. So maybe we can do one of those. Okay, so as I mentioned before, my company is Galileo Tech Media. Uh, we, we help those in charge of marketing campaigns who need to know which tactics will best persuade prospects to buy or take another course of action. Hard data is part of a wise content plan that helps eliminate and substantiate the decisions revolving about content. We help companies make better organic connections with their customers. I, this podcast is part of the talkradio.nyc network. It airs live every um, Friday from one to two. Prior to the show is Jeremy Fox, who is host of the Entrepreneurial Web. Uh, and that is a really nice show. There's a lot of good shows on this network. Take a look at uh, talkradio.nyc. I have another podcast on this network, not related to uh, tech at all. It's called Gateway to the Smokies. I mentioned earlier, I have a, a a motel resort in the mountains of North Carolina in the Smoky Mountains. So uh, this podcast is about promoting uh, the awareness of the culture and things to do in the Smoky Mountains, especially on the North Carolina side, which has the bigger part of the Smokies, but less of the reputation. Um, I, um, you can find more about uh, Wise Content um, co uh, content uh, podcasts on facebook.com slash Wise Content Creates Wealth where we actually also uh, stream this live with the, the, the Zoom live. So you see us, or see our faces and, and, the, and the excruciating contortions we do with our, our, our eyes and mouths but the <laughs> and the behind the scenes signals we give each other. Uh, or you can go to wisecontentcreateswealth.com to sign up for the newsletter to be notified of future podcasts. Next week, we're going to have Austin Rosenthal of Digital Presence which has an automated influencer marketing uh, with AI application. So it's another cool uh, um, intelligent engine um, that I think is worth investigating. And, you know, the, I'm having a series of podcasts right now about tools and it's a, and it's a important part of, uh, of, I think the future of AI and content. So thank you all for listening to this week. I'll see you next week where it'll be another great show Friday from 1 to 2 on talkradio.nyc.